what's going on? What is going on, everyone? Is the microphone on? Welcome, welcome, welcome on this wonderful Wednesday to the Cold Calling Podcast. Once again, I'm Larry Long Jr., your host and CEO, that's Chief Energy Officer of LLJR Enterprises. I am so happy to be here with you today. Come on in, make yourself at home, get comfortable. If no one's told you so far today, I'm going to tell you, I believe that you're awesome. Just by showing up today, if you're live, if you're watching the recording, please know that you are awesome. As a reminder, the Cold Calling Podcast is powered by Monster Connect, leveraging technology and human resource to deliver actual conversations. Can you hear me now? In sales, we wanna have those conversations. And especially for B2B sellers, looking at eight to 12 conversations per hour, whoa, dynamite, gets me excited. So hey, we're here to sow into you, to speak into you and to help you as a sales professional, as a sales leader, to up-level and have continued success in sales. As we go through today's conversation, ooh, I got a good one. I encourage you to get your Twitter fingers ready. Any questions that come to mind, please feel free to use the chat function to ask our guest. Now, I'm honored to welcome today's guest. Without further ado, he's actually the director of sales for our sponsor, Monster Connect. He's a Boiler alum, Boiler Up, yeah, I see you, BG, and he hails from Indianapolis. Let's give a warm, cold-calling podcast welcome to Brian Gerlach. What's going on, Brian? Hey, hey, what's up, man? I, I appreciate you. Appreciate you having me on here. I've been loving these podcasts every uh, every week and and grateful to be on here finally. And uh, no, it's been, it's been fun to watch all these and... Thank you to you too. I mean, you're infectious energy, man. You could, if someone's having a bad day, you just need to talk with you for 30 seconds, and and that changes their their outlook in a in a heartbeat. So so appreciate you and all that you do uh, for the sales community as well. Man, it takes one to know one. I'm honored to have you. Thank you so much for all that you do for taking the time to share some wisdom. Now, I like to get started just for our listeners. And you and I, we've had the chance yeah. to chat before, Brian. You've been so instrumental in getting me onboarded. I appreciate it. And I want you to share the who, the what, and the how. Who are you? What do you do? And how do you do it? Actually, the how and the why. How do you do it? And why do you do it? Yeah, yeah. So, so Brian Gerlach, um, here in like you mentioned here in Indianapolis, I'm a husband, uh, dad, <clears throat> three little princesses. Uh, got three daughters here. Got some props like you, but they're all they're all pink and purple here uh, around this house. I ain't got much blue or, or anything. I got I got all pink. Um, so yeah, there you go. I ain't got any of those. I got all all pink ones. Um, but here in Indy and uh, director of sales for Monster Connect been here going on about 10 years now and I think the why I do it you know I've always had a passion for people and for helping people out and I truly do believe in in our product you know I'm not I'm not trying to be biased or trying to you know just do some shameless pledge but I truly do believe in our in our product and the value that it helps uh, sales reps and the sales community and I think that it's um 
you know, it's something that I, I I'm passionate about and relatable to, you know, being in sales, um, you know, going on 15 years now, you know, I started in sales, probably a lot of people, you know, homegrown CRM of, of Excel spreadsheet and, uh, and Google voice, you know, so if I would have known about a technology like this, I would have been a number one advocate, you know, cause it, I wouldn't have been able to go without it. And so again, biased obviously but but i think the the passion behind it and the seeing the value and the relatability i think is, is why i do what i do oh i love that family man father daughters active in community passion for people we're in the right place in the right space at the right time now i know we're gonna get real on mastering competition without throwing shade i know mm -hmm. we're gonna get into some of the secrets to how you can champion your brand with integrity but i call this spill the tea i saw you sipping your tea over there <laughs> go ahead and get a little comfortable right now i understand you're an author i did a little bit of research yeah author congratulations if you don't mind, let's give everyone that's watching live, as well as those that are watching the pre-recording, share about Generation L. I think that might be the next generation of leaders. Do tell. You nailed it. Yep. So uh, it's been a few years since I, I wrote that. But so back in 17, uh, you know, I had it on my heart to to write this book. And, and I think this upcoming generation of leaders is is impactful you know we're, we're going to see a big shift here we're already seeing it right a lot of in the buying process decision makers are are that young millennial um age group you know and i think there's a big need for these new set of leaders and a lot of times just leadership principles are they aren't complicated you know but it's just being reminded of of some of these principles and that's why i focus on that book it's a you know, I, I call it the power of an hour uh, because it, it's you can read the book in, in about an hour. And, you know, this generation, I, I did that because uh, everyone wants things quick. Right. Right. Microwave. But with, uh, you know, what what crockpot results, but with a microwave effort. And so I think that, um, you know, I did write a, a, a short book to be able to condense everything in it. And, and it just gives, you know, basic principles of leadership principles and no matter where you're at in your in your journey so whether you're just kicking things off or if you are a leader and raising up this next generation i think it does put you know good good perspectives and good principles into um just doing the simple things wow 2017 next generation leadership principles the power of an hour i've never heard that before people wanting crock talk crock Pot results on a microwave time, and we we do want things right Seriously, now. Quick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Now let's get into the meat and potatoes since we're talking about crockpot results. I, I want to know all about Monster Connect, and, and my first question really is: it's around first impressions mattering. So when you're approaching a potential client customer who's looking at other options, including your competitors, what's your strategy? How are you and your team positioning MC, we'll, we'll call it MC for short, Monster Connects yeah. offerings without negatively re referencing the competition? How do you do that? Yeah, I think staying in your own lane. You know, I think sometimes too many people, they spend their time <clears throat> highlighting 
the negatives of your competition while forgetting to provide, you know, focus on highlighting and providing the value for what you do. Um, you know, cause you can't control what they do. You can control what you do though. And so I think that's a big key is that, um, um, having that integrity too. I think having integrity, you know, within the, within the sales, um, process is, is super important. And I think being able to, um, you know, just, just focus on, on your value, like I said. And I think that, you know, when you build, when you have that integrity, you build that trust and people buy from people that they, they like and that trust, you know, I think that they, um, you know, that, that's, that's a, that's a metric that you can't really have ROI on it of being a good person. Uh, but I think that that, and, and building that trust, but I think that makes a, a world of a difference. And so, you know, when you, <clears throat> when you have that trustworthiness, that's trying to lay that foundation down and, and being able to, even whenever I talk with prospects, right? If if they say, "Hey, I'm I'm looking at, at some other competitors," and if I ask, "Hey, who? Hey, you don't mind? You know, I can provide some, you know, fair differentiators comparisons." If they say, "Hey, I'd rather not say," I'll come out and I'll 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 say all the competitors' names, you know, because I think that's important, you know, because you're not trying to hide anything from them. And so I think if you can be transparent, you can build that foundation of trustworthiness. Um, and just focus on your value while while just being able to, you know, compare some differentiators and comparisons. That's what the buyer wants. You know, they don't want to feel any negativity. They just want to feel you know, they can be in a safe space with you. That's right. I, I love that. <laughs> staying in your own lane, staying focused and highlighting the value of what you do. Now, I would be remiss, Ryan. We haven't shared with the folks other than my little intro. What is the value of Monster Connect? What what does Monster Connect do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you heck by the intro, you you might be on the sales team. Uh, you 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 got a good one there. So, yeah, what we do, you you nailed it. We have a dialing technology that's backed by humans, and so at the simplest level, every time a sales rep logs into Monster Connect, they're having around eight to twelve live conversations with actual decision makers or your targeted prospects who you're trying to get a hold of. And so we do that by leveraging technology and by humans. And so, you know, we have a, a, a pool of agents who's dialing on the back end and doing all the laid work that um, that technology alone can't do. You know, so we're navigating the phone trees, extensions, voicemails. Uh, we're interacting with admins, gatekeepers. And as soon as you get connected to a prospect, uh, or we get connected to a prospect instantaneously connects over to the sales rep as if they had placed that call. Salespeople, they just want to talk with the right people, right? They don't want to do any of the laid work to get them on the phone. So that's where we come in and play. We absorb all the laid work to, to get them on the phone. Wow. Wow. Now, now, Brian, I'm going to do something that I actually do too often. You're not supposed to do, but I'm going to double up. I'm going to stack my questions because my, my mind, what you just shared with me, my mind is still blown trying to understand and wrap my head around how your technology backed by humans is able to do this. So question number one, yep. how do you measure success? When, when you're working with clients, what is that measurement of success? And number two, I just want to know, what are the top challenges that you're hearing? What are, what are some of those barriers and mountains that folks are facing when it comes to cold calling today? And I guess I'll triple up. How are you addressing that with Monster Connect? Yeah, I think that the, um, you know, what we, how we measure is, is things going back to what we can control, right? We can control dials and conversations. 
Um, you know, sometimes folks, you know, we always love to see success with with appointments booked because that's the end goal. Um, but we can't necessarily control that. Right. But we can do provide all the value, the resources to to give that that sales rep as many at bats as we can. And so that's what we do. And so, you know, that that's the biggest measurement are the dolls and the, and the connections. Um, you know, I think that, you know, in terms of how they measure it, um, their clients are going to be measuring it um, by by that too. Uh, dolls are great, but conversations are truly what matter. And so I think that, you know, being able to have um, good quality conversations with the correct prospects, that, that makes a, a, a world of a difference. And um, I think some challenges that, that we we help address are um, really just people people aren't people don't pick up the phones these days, you know, as much as what they used to. And there's a lot of different ways that um, you know people are the barrier of of you know coming up as potential spam or you know all this stuff on on cell phones that they're coming up and there's admins and gatekeepers and everything that 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 really prohibits you get on the phone. And so. Going back to what I was saying earlier, that's where we absorb all that lead work. And so our team, it's almost like you, uh, you almost like you're purchasing time when you 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 use us, right? Because you're you're getting that time back of that you're able to uh, spend your time actually selling uh, versus spending the time on the phone, you know, phone prospecting. And so I think those are the the big challenges that we hope help overcome is is the you know people just aren't picking up the phones. And so the volume that we're able to do while also not, you know, diminishing on quality because we're connecting over. So, so we increase the quantity and also maintain the quality by connecting over to the correct folks. Man, that is powerful. That that's a dream come true. I can remember you're giving me flashbacks, Brian. I used to make 150 cold calls every day to yeah. accounting firms. And yeah. I cannot tell you how many voicemails, how many uh, front desk, uh, a.k.a. gatekeepers uh, we were speaking with. And you nailed it when you said the number of conversations with that target prospect. Oh, goodness. I, I'm looking at my watch just thinking of all the time that I wasted not having those legitimate conversations. So I appreciate you sharing that. I love how you position it of giving people time back. That's valuable. Now I'm spending my time on those revenue generating conversations yep. instead yep. of trying to navigate phone trees and Oh my goodness, trying to stick and move to make my way through yep. to find that person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and like you said, that that's where going kind of circling back to what I was saying in the beginning, you know, it's I'm same thing. You know, my, my goal every day when I was uh before prior Monster Connect was um 200 calls a day, you know, and I would I would have an Excel spreadsheet color code it, you know, I'd be able to uh, copy and paste the number in the Google Voice and and just doing one at a time. And so, like I said, if I could go back in time and be able to have a tool like this, it'd be a game changer for sure. Oh, I love it. Now you had talked about before integrity, especially when dealing with competition. Now I'm thinking with direct competitors, mm -hmm. when, when you have clients that are comparing or prospects that are comparing Monster Connect to one of those competitors that you're reading off, yeah. What's your strategy for navigating that conversation? How do you highlight the strengths of Monster Connect without 
resorting to bashing the, the client because that's a delicate, delicate balance to think about uh, how do I position us well without trashing or beating up, beating up the competition. I know we want to beat yeah. the competition, yeah. but we don't want to beat them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, no, it's a good question. Yeah, I think that the, you know, big piece is, it's okay to to highlight your competitor's strengths too, you know, because you aren't you aren't going to bat a thousand. I mean, the the like you, you aren't going to close every single deal. You know, there's going to be instances to where, you know, someone's just better than what you in certain area, or you know, they do something different than what what you might do, and it relates to that prospect specific need, right? And so I think this this goes across all, not just Monster Connect, but any any sales your reps out there is that you know, know your competitor and know what they do well uh, in a lot of what they don't do well. And so, or where you can do better, you know, because there might be one area that you can highlight, hey, they do very well in X, Y, Z and find out what's important to that prospect, you know, and that if that X, Y, Z is important to that that prospect, then I think it's okay to say, hey, they, they do a really good job at this. You know, this is where we shine. This is where we can help out. Um, and it's okay to just, I think transparency goes a long way and just being able to, um, know the strengths and weaknesses of you and of, of your competitor. Wow. So having that knowledge, that market intelligence and understanding where you play well and where they play well, and it's okay to be honest, to be open, to be transparent. Uh, you also mentioned the power of discovery. Mm-hmm. of understanding what are the problems that prospects are trying to solve for? What yeah. are those things that are most important to them so that you can figure out where is that fit? If there is a fit, right? I, I love that, man. And I got to tell you, Brian, just from the bottom of my heart, we need more of that in sales because I see it. I hear it where folks, I can't sugarcoat it. I would say they stretch the truth, but no, they lie. <laughs> they do. Oh, yeah. lie. Yeah. They blatantly lie and yeah. they're right and there's wrong. And what I'm hearing loud and clear is that you're doing what's right. I think they call that uh, integrity without compromise. Mm-hmm. You're doing what's right, even when no one is watching. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that makes it. And and even if you don't earn the business, uh, you know, that's going to make a big difference for the long lasting uh, relationship. I mean, hey, you you can put, even point them plenty of times, right, to where I pointed someone in a different direction and they became a client, you know, maybe a year or two down the road, you know, because you build that relationship. They may not be ready for you now, but they might be ready for you here in a couple of years. And so um, I think just being being good, solid principles, you know, off the court and on the court make a difference. You know, you just be a good human being on and off and it's going to it's going to shine through the sales process. Sales really isn't that difficult. You know, it's it's being, you know, being a helping helping provide that prospect, walking through the journey, providing value. And and I think that, you know, if you do those two things, then then it, it's not that difficult. Man. Brian, I'll rock this shirt for you. In addition to our our viewers and our listeners, you are truly, truly awesome. Now, I want to know because I've I've heard the chatter and I continue to hear the chatter. uh, Death of the cold call. Cold calling is dead. And I'm not a doctor. I don't know if there's a doctor in the house, but I, I believe that we need to revive it. But we don't need to revive it if it's not dead. Yeah. How does Monster Connect 
fit into this narrative? What's your take and your perspective? Is cold calling dead? Yeah, I think that's, uh, uh, yeah, you hear it all the time, right? People people like to blog about it, post about it. Um, I would argue that manual efforts are dead, you know, because I think that, that it could say, I would argue the same thing for emails, anything, um, but I, phone's never going away. You know, if I were to tell you, Larry, if I'd say, hey, would you rather right now I can connect you with a prospect or uh, on the phone or I can send you an email from the prospect that said, hey, let's set up a phone call for next week. What, what would you choose? My, my guess is nine out of 10 times, if not 10 out of 10 times, you'd say, hey, get me on the phone right now. And so uh, uh, phone's never going away. You know, I, I think that uh, when people say death to cold calling, cold calling's dead. I think it's the old way of cold calling, you know, picking up that phone, going to Google Voice, you know, copy and paste, doing the old school way. But, you know, with tools like Monster Connect um, to where we help eliminate a lot of those barriers of of the painfulness of phone prospecting, uh, phone's not phone's not going away. Ooh, I love that. Manual efforts are dead. Uh, that's fake news. Those people that are talking about cold calling yeah. is dead. Cold calling the way it used to be done. Yeah. I guess they say your grandmom's and your grandfather's way of yeah. cold calling. That might yeah. be dead. But hey, the new wave, the new generation, not just of leaderships, as your book says, but the new generation of cold calling is yeah. being able to leverage technology, being able to leverage human resource. I, I just this came off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on chat, GPT, I am robot? Or are y'all implementing any kind of AI in the, the MC platform? Yeah, I think that, I mean, yes, technology, AI, you know, I think that you always, you'd be, you always got to try to adapt, right? I think that in, in a business and sales with everything, you're always, always trying to adapt. I don't think that, this is my own personal belief, I don't believe that, AI is going to replace salespeople like like they're saying. I think it. Yeah. I think there there might be some. You know, you can leverage uh, AI in certain parts of the sales process. Um, you know, being able to from like a prospecting or just information gathering. Um, but I don't believe that. I mean, people are always going to want to buy from people. You know, and they're not going to want to buy from an actual bot or or robot or AI. You know, I think that, like I said, I think that, yes, you'd be silly not to leverage AI in certain parts of your company, your business, your sales process. But um, I don't believe or foresee, you know, salespeople being being replaced by by ChatGPT. <laughs> so you're telling me I don't need to worry about my job safety and security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't need to start swinging again, hitting the batting cages. You're, you're, you're good. <laughs> but I may need to watch out for those sales professionals and sales leaders that are leveraging that technology that's at their fingertips so that they can get better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that, like I said, I, I think it would be silly not to, you know, use AI and the technology that's it's it's advancing, you know, into your into your systems. Oh, I love it. I love it. Now, I, I want to talk about uh, a success specifically. Can you share a success story? I want to hear uh, that example of a of a client that was able to benefit and had significant impact. Uh, from using Monster Connect, give me that story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one that comes off the top of my head is a is a pretty strong case study. Now, 
this is not the norm, right? Because it, it's not, I'm not going to say this happens every single time, but just an example of what I think that, you know, a lot of our clients see in their own regards, right? So a couple of years ago, I can remember a, a client who, uh, sales rep, he was on for an hour, um, almost, he, he tells the story, hey, a couple minutes before signing off and uh, boom, gets connected to a, I believe, a CEO of a, of a large company who had a need. Right. And so it ended up being a 14 million dollar deal and three and a half times his annual quota that he got from that one conversation. And so, like I said, that's not the norm. Right. It's not I'm not saying I'm not advocating, hey, use Monster Connect, you'd be 14 million dollar deals. But what we do do is help. It's all about timing. Right. And so we help get in front of people that you want it typically have gotten and, and being able to um, just help with the timing uh, of, of connecting. And so, I mean, if you can, if you can get some on the phone and it's the right timing, there's a need and, and, and there's a, uh, the values there who want to take that meeting, you know? And so circling back to cold calling's dead, you know, same as that thing, you know, you get some on the phone and there's a need and you have something that can help them out. They're going to take that call all day. Wow. So what I'm hearing is that when we purchase Monster Connect, we're guaranteed to close 14 million. I'm just kidding. We do not want to put that out there. I love that story. And I love how you mentioned timing is everything. That time of connection, your time as a as a sales professional, the ease of use, the efficiency. Oh, I absolutely love it. Love it. Love it. Now, I want to understand how can we learn? How can we, I'm trying to be an industry leader Mm -hmm. and I want to know, are there any lessons? Are there any insights that we can learn from the competitive environment? When we look at our competitors, how can we use that knowledge? You touched a little bit about it, but I want to dig in just a little bit deeper. How can we leverage that knowledge that we're learning about our competitors and use it to our advantage yeah. Without compromising our integrity. Yeah. yeah, I think the biggest thing is just always be building. I mean, just building your your storehouse of facts up in your in your head, right? And just always continuing to never let your guard down, and and just always knowing, you know, what's going out there in the industry and the trends. You know, reading on things. I think taking a conscious effort of feedback that you hear with prospects, you know, having a little journal down of everything that that someone's saying about a, a competitor, good or bad, you know, and just continuing just to fill that, that knowledge. And so whenever you do talk to a prospect, um, you know, you aren't just guessing or, or trying to throw something out there that you think might happen, you know, you're actually gathering real information that you've heard and you can position it to say, Hey, this is what, you know, I don't know what they do. You know, they, they might have a great technology, but I can tell you what, you know, prospects are telling me or what clients are telling me that have made that switch from them to us. And so now you can gather all the information and then you, you can use it at your disposal. Right. So you're not going to use it. You're not going to throw everything at them, but if they're, you know, if you can hear some of their needs, I think the biggest thing is proactively addressing some of those. So when you're letting that prospect talk and you can proactively try to tell what they're going through by, you know, the competitor, what they're with or looking at, then 
then you know that that's value that that's nothing more valuable than proactive and being able to highlight things before your prospect even shares them with you. Wow, that's strong right there. Building up those stories, staying up to date on industry news, journaling, documenting, prospect thoughts on competitors, proactively reaching out to address some of those problems that folks are facing. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, uh, what are some of the specific industries, kind of service lines, sectors where Monster Connect really really shines, really provides an opportunity yeah. at that 14 million. I'm trying to find that $14 million yeah. conversation. All are are there right. any specific industries or verticals that you're seeing that you play really, really nicely in? Yeah, I would say, um, so B2B, you know, primarily no one, you know, clients aren't really calling into, you know, the consumer segment. Um, you know, I think that I would say majority of our clients are having around a, uh, you know, three to six month sales cycle, right? They're not trying to just one call close them. You know, what they use our tool for is to help generate more conversations, which inevitably are generate more meetings booked and then turn you know, generate more, more opportunities, more, more revenue. And so, you know, I think that, you know, th those are the big common denominators um, from an industry standpoint, we work across all, all industries. I would say majority of our clients are uh, technology software. Uh, we have a miscellaneous B2B, you know, commercial real estate banking, you know, help, just different logistics, you know, things like that to where, um, at the end of the day, if they have a sales team that is actively phone prospecting, we're not changing their process, right? We're coming alongside them and providing a tool to help them be more, more efficient. Oh, that's strong right there. I like the sounds. Generate more leads, more meetings, and more business. Hey, you're talking my language right there, BG. Ooh, wee. Uh, I want to know what what's some of the feedback? What's some of the as you think about the pulse, what are you hearing from sales professionals, sales leaders, organizations that have invested in and are using Monster Connect? What's the feedback like? What what are they telling you when you ask them for feedback? Yeah, I think that's how a lot of our, you know, that's how Monster Connect has grown. You know, the features and the integrations, you know, how we grow is really based on client feedback. And so typically what we see is that, hey, if a, if a sales rep or a leader, if they have some sort of feedback, most of the time it's going to be applicable, you know, for, for not just themselves, but for a wide variety of, um, uh, of other clients. And two, I mean, hey, a lot of our, uh, we face our own problems too as a sales award, right? And so we're not just creating different things that, um, you know, we, we drink our own Kool-Aid, so we use our tool on a daily basis. So we, we're in the trenches too, you know, so we see a lot of the, the things that, that we're experiencing. And then, you know, we'll proactively to reach out to clients to see, you know, Hey, what, what feedback do, do they have, you know, good, bad, um, you know, any, any type of, uh, improvements we can make or, or areas that, you know, they'd like to see changed. And that's really how Monster Connect, uh, continues to, um, grow and and pump out new features and new new products is is really just listening to to our clients and the feedback. Wow, that's strong. That is strong right there. Now it sounds like you got a great pulse on what's going on within the industry. And we we already talked about robot. I am 
ChatGPT. What yeah. are some of the other emerging trends that you're you're either hearing, you're seeing, you're expecting? What what are those some of those trends that you expect to see in sales, in the industry of sales, and yeah. in cold calling in the near future? What should we be ready for? Yeah, I think um, I think automations are going to continue to grow. You know, I think that in in all aspects, you know, I think that uh, a trend that, you know, we've been seeing, too, is um, like prospects who who you can identify are picking up the phone. Right. Because um, people people just don't pick up the phones these days. But there are a certain amount that it doesn't matter who you're who it is. They're, they're always picking up the call. You know, they could they could be at the dinner table. And they're they're picking up their their phone, and so I think that you know that's a big trend that that has been kind of coming out, and um, especially if someone can use that that type of information uh, in a tool like ours, then you're going to see a higher quality too of, of connections because you know you're you're going to know that hey these people are not only you know good phone numbers, but they're also more than likely going to pick up their their phone. So I think it's a trend that you know that that's kind of been hot in the past you know little while that that we've been seeing. But um, yeah, I think I think automation is going to continue to grow, AI continue to grow, and um, you know just being able to help sales teams be more efficient. You know I think that efficiency is going to be key and and doing more with less. And so I think the more a, a company can focus on on that, the the better off that they're going to be. Wow, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Now I'm I'm thinking about brand image and, and specifically not necessarily personal brand, mm -hmm. but from a company perspective, Monster Connects brand image. Uh, I love your approach on value. I love your approach on integrity. Uh, I love how you avoid negative tactics. What impact do you think that's had out in the market, that just core fundamental approach of being prospect, client, customer centric, centricity? Uh, you, you're just, you've got that centricity on them and not on you. It's more of folk, outward focus versus inward focus. What impact do you think that's had on? building the monster connect brand yeah i think that <clears throat> the the positive thing about that is that it attracts who you want to do business with you know yeah. because um if i look at all of our clients i mean you hear horror stories right of of clients that are just tough to deal with i mean we have great clients all of our clients are i mean hundreds of clients that we have they're they're great great clients and so i think that that attracts it right and because we we strive ourselves you know from our ceo down he says hey be the best company to work for and the best company to work with and i think those are two things right there so not only from an employee standpoint um but also how we provide value to to our clients and so if we can come in wow. kind of what we were saying earlier do what you can control right and so if you can be able to just control how you treat your your clients from the from the moment that first phone call all the way until they they sign a contract and and afterwards um it it it, it affects the retention too you know because because if it's a one thing we we're just talking about the, the other day in a, in a team meeting was um you know having the buying process not have any friction, you know, trying to trying to have no friction in the buying process. And so if you can be able to provide a frictionless 
buying experience for a prospect, that's what they want. You know, they don't, they don't want to be able to, you know, have that, that chaos, you know, and that, that chaotic buying process and stressful buying process. If they can be a peaceful buying process, then, then you're going to attract the right clients you want to do business with and you're going to retain them as well. Oh, I love it. The frictionless buying experience. I know there's some friction filled buying experience. And that's not good for anyone that wants that. Now, speaking of good, and, and you're managing the team, you're leading the team. I'm curious around two things. The first one is calendar. We know how important it is to manage time mm-hmm. and productivity. What are some suggestions that you give for folks where Cold calls are a major part of the role. How do I manage my time, my calendar, my productivity? Yeah, I think that's a, uh, you, you nailed it. The answer I would say is calendar, right? And anything that's important you do is on your calendar. So I would say, I would compare it to um, like going to the gym, you know? So, I mean, if you're, if you want to see success in, in what you're doing in the phone prospecting, you know, it would be like comparing it to going to the gym. If you don't, if you don't proactively mark off your days or your times that you're going to be going to the gym, um, you're more likely not going to go to the gym, you know, and same thing. And, and a lot of people get discouraged, you know, caught in working out within the first couple of weeks because they're not seeing results. But those who continue to do it consistently each and every day and week in, week out, six, nine, 12 months down the road, you're going to see those results. And that's the same thing with phone prospecting, right? And and being able to um, be consistent. If you consistently put it on your calendar to to do it, and you're going to see those results, you know, you may not see it uh, initially, but effort will always drive results. And so as you continue to uh, put in the work, you're, you're going to see the results uh, sooner or later. Oh, I love that. That dedication, that consistency, leveraging the calendar. If it's important, putting it on the calendar. Now, that's a lot. And and I know it's simple. These are simple, basic core fundamentals. But my my head is spinning, Brian. I'm, I'm getting a migraine. What are your recommendations on how cold callers can manage stress and anxiety? I remember back not only just when I made 150 calls, but I led a team that was making 150 calls. Yeah. Call reluctance to picking up. This is my banana phone, but it's 500 pounds. How do I, how do you recommend I deal with the stresses and the strains of picking up this phone and smiling and dialing? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I would, I know I said this a couple of times, but I, I, I put what you can do in control, like, like, um, or manage what you can control because it, you can't control the outcomes, right? You can't control if someone's going to book a meeting or not. You can't control that. But what you can control is the effort that you put into it. And so I think that what you, what I would recommend is set a benchmark for something other than meetings booked. So if you are, and the meetings will come. So say, you know, going back to your example, say if you were uh, saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make 150 calls today. Well, let that be your benchmark. Do every single thing that you can do to make those 150 calls. If a meeting comes, great. If it doesn't come, you can lay your head not at night and know, hey, I did everything that I could do to get those meetings. And so if you consistently do that, consistently set benchmarks 
into things that you can control. Um, I believe the meetings will continue to come and you'll continue to better, continue to grow, you know, grow yourself, invest in yourself, continue to um, learn from others. Uh, I think those are, are big things, listening to things, listen back to your own call recordings, seeing, you know, how you're, what you're saying, right, what you could have done better. And, you know, I think those are all big things to, to really just focus on, on what you can control. Oh, that's some sage advice right there. And Brian, correct me if I'm wrong. We're going to save some time at the end where you're going to hop on the phone. You're going to make some calls. I'm, I'm going to do the same. Is that right? Yeah, we can. We can do it. Yeah, we can. We can take a couple of calls. We got time. We can. We can take some cold calls. We're, we're going to make time. We're, we're yeah. at 141 Eastern. Okay. We're going to make time to make sure that we give people a little taste yeah. about that monster connect. Yeah. We'll connection roll up our sleeves here and take some take some calls here now now i want to know i'm curious because you are you provide a tool that's benefiting so many organizations so many sales professionals what are some other tools or resources or software that kind of gets you excited i know you had mentioned something around recording calls what mm -hmm. what what's what's hot if i'm if I'm out there and I'm looking for tools, resources that can assist my team, yeah. in addition to Monster Connect, what else should I be looking at? Yeah, I think that tools like a sales loft or outreach, um, even like an Apollo is coming into the market a little bit more too now. But I think those tools to where they really help automate that entire uh, process of prospecting uh, makes a big difference. So for example, you know, if a client were using outreach, they can automate their sequences to be able to, you know, have a say 10 step sequence of emails and phone calls. And so it sales rep can't get much easier, right? They log in, they press a button, it's going to send out those, those emails for whatever, you know, step that they're in. Phone calls can use Monster Connect or you know, outreach or whatever to, to call on, and then just naturally moves them on to that next step automatically. So I think those tools are are super beneficial because it, it's um it's just no thinking really you know you you set up your sequences you set up your steps and then you kind of like a, a crockpot right you you set and forget it in a way and you being able to um, just manage your your steps and being able to automate it. Man, you must not know you 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 must be a chef because you've been mentioning crockpot. You got me hungry over <laughs> here, Brian. Send me a sandwich. Yeah, when right. Get done. I'm going straight to the kitchen. I have not had lunch yet, yeah. but I love that. Now I'm I'm gonna double up right now. Okay. What's what's the one? We'll call it the golden piece of advice that you would offer someone who's new. Let's say I just graduated from. From, from college, this is my first real sales position. And now I'm expected to pick up the phone and call. I know it's tough, but what's that one golden piece of advice you would give me? Yeah, I think I would say to maximize your potential in your current situation. Um, I think that 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 makes a world of a difference because you know, I think a lot of times we want we want tomorrow's success um, without sacrificing, you know, today, what we use, what we have, like today's sacrifice. Right. And so um, use what you have today um, to build for a tomorrow. And so I think that's a big thing is, is being able to use everything that you got, you know, going back to doing what you can control and just being able to be the best 
person, the best job role that you can do initially. And then you continue to do what you can control. You continue to just maximize your potential um, in your in your daily efforts. Then the growth will come. You know, the accounts will come. Everything will come if you continue to put in the effort, put in the drive, put in um, the work and the, the results will naturally come. Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, making sure that we avoid wanting tomorrow's success without paying today's yeah. sacrifice. That's spot on. Now, we know that this is tough. Any advice for someone who's going through a rough patch? I've, I've, I've been dedicated. I've been sacrificing. I've been giving in the effort, working hard, driving, doing all those things, controlling the controllables, just like yeah. what Brian told me. But, whoa, I'm going through some turbulence. I'm going through some choppy waters. I'm starving over here. I want some of that crock pot food and it's still stewing. What advice can you give me when I'm up against the wall? Yeah. So rock climber, right? They, they need, if they were to climb a rock uh, in a mountain, they don't, they can't get to the top by, by a smooth surface. It's going to have those ridges to where they got to grab onto and they, those tough areas to where that's going to get them to the top. So I think the the biggest thing is to look at your never forget your your end goal, right? And so I would even say an example too is that you know I, I like to prepare growing growing seeds on on concrete, um, you know, because if you you walk on the sidewalk, you see sometimes there there's a little weed or a little little grass in the in the concrete in the sidewalk, but there's no soil there, right? But what happened was that at one time. That little seed, it got kicked around, it got moved, it got winded, everything was just kicked on. It finally found its spot in that in that soil, and then it grew. And so when it got to that spot to grow, if it didn't get kicked on, if it didn't get pushed around, if it get winded, rained on, everything, um, it eventually got there. And so I think that the biggest thing is to, hey, never forget about where you're going and, and let that be your drive. I think that uh, it's important to you know, write things down. I got, I got stuff that I look at my goals. I look at daily and, and I, I look at them. I, I say them, I speak them. And I think that there's a power in what you look at, what you say to yourself, what you fill your mind with. And so I think that that's just focusing on the future and never letting go of that. I think that, uh, that that's a base thing I would say. Oh, I love it. I love it. Now, Brian, before we before we uh, we start heating it up and making some calls, I want to know the people want to know where can they connect with you? Where can they find you? Yeah. <clears throat> Best place, I think, is LinkedIn. I, I, I'm on LinkedIn. So so LinkedIn, uh, you can you can chat me there, message me there, connect with me there. And I love to, to jump on a call, um, you know, regarding Monster Connect, not Monster Connect, whichever we, we can connect. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, Brian, I'm, uh, we're ready to go. We want to make some calls. How do we fire it up? Uh, do tell. What's what's that process look like to to wake up the monster? I, I think. Uh, hold on. That was easy. I know it's easy. Talk to me. <laughs> Let's see. I got I got Monster Connect pulled up right here. I got a list. I can um, let me log in here. I know we can't. I'm gonna have to use this this old school phone since since we're on here. But um, but I will take some calls, and then you won't obviously be able to hear hear the prospect. Um, but I'll, I'll be able to take some calls, and let's see if we can get uh, get get some feedback here. So let me see here. I love it. Firing it up. Oh goodness. 
Oh, this is the first time that we've had a guest that, that's hopping on the phone, making these calls, having these conversations. And I know it's going to be one way. We're only going to be able to hear the one side of it. Uh, but I think Brian is <clears throat> he's, he's firing up the machine, the, the man, the woman, the myth, the machine, the legend, Monster Connect. All right, let's get it here. So. So I got it here. I'll, I'll have it on speaker here initially, and then I'll uh, I'll, I'll connect over and and I'll 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 go into my pitch here. All right, so I'm gonna hit go. So right now I have. So we got about seven, eight people being dialed on. So we got a, a CEO, a president, VP of Sales, president, head of pre-sales. So a couple couple prospects here. We got we got some dolls going out. Okay. So usually on, on average, I would say every every couple minutes you get connected to a new new prospect here. Um so here what what I'll hear is I'll hear a little beep. The prospect won't hear a beep. And then up on my computer screen instantaneously, I'm gonna see who I'm talking to, and then I'm gonna go into my pitch as if I had placed that call here. Wow. Now, Brian, do you use the pre-recorded intro message? Sometimes I do. Yeah, for the purpose of today, I, I'll just go into it and, and talk initially. But yeah, we, we have that pre-recorded intro to where um, we can be able to, you know, alleviate that pressure to start talking right away because it, it's quick, right? It, all of a sudden, it's you're you're used to drinking from a a, a water fountain. Now you're now you're drinking from a fire hose. So so that that helps alleviate that. I love it. I love it. This is behind the scenes action, y'all. We're getting a behind the scenes look at Monster Connect in the wild. <laughs> I wish y'all could see see the screen here, so I could I could see what's happening because it's cool. It's, it's coming. You know, leads are coming on and off the screen here, and and I see who who's being worked on. I can see the name of their company. I can say the name of the lead, their title, um, you know, as they're being worked on. And then here, here momentarily we'll, we'll get connected. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll go into my pitch as if, as if I'd place that call there and, and they won't know that I had a, an agent dialing for me at that point. Wow. And I love the mixture of technology and human resource, human capital, uh, getting you connected. Mm-hmm. The suspense is killing me. Ooh. I'm waiting for it. It's all good. The anticipation. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's kind of like having your own personal call assistant that's making those connections on your behalf. It is. Yeah. It's uh, going back to what we're saying. Hey, you're, you're buying that time back, right? You're buying that time back so that you can... Um, only spend like, hey, even if I was not on this podcast right now, I could be doing emails or I could be doing something while someone else is dialing for me. And then once that actual prospect picks up, boom, that's when I can can go into my into my pitch there. It's time to make the donuts. It's time to go to work. Once that prospect picks up, it's go time here in North Carolina. We call it bow time. But I love that. <laughs> 
now I love eight to 12. We're seeing eight to 12 conversations in an hour. That's powerful. And sometimes I get boom, boom, boom. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's all about timing, which we were saying before to where, you know, you're, they're going to be picking up at, at, at you know, the volumes going to increase that timing, obviously. And, um, and sometimes it takes a couple minutes. Sometimes it takes 30 seconds, you know, it just kind of depends on where, where all those prospects are at. Now, now, are you collecting stats as well uh, to help folks understand their best call time, when when the best time is for them to be making calls? We are. Yeah. So a lot of those analytics and you can segment it by your list, by, you know, the, the status, whichever. But you can start seeing certain days or times of the week that have a higher connect rate, higher appointment rate, higher conversion rate. Um, you know, you're able to start seeing all those different statistics and get pretty granular with the report so that you can spend your time, you know, on any trends that you might start seeing as you're as you're calling on the on the platform. Wow, that's powerful data. It's all about the data. Now, whenever I go into my pitch, what I like to do is I like to, um, you know, uh, just keep it pretty. I know there's all those different methods and different, you know, ways to, you know, 47 seconds, whichever, you know, you can start saying, but I think at the end of the day, it's what's authentic to you. You know, it's what's authentic to um, the actual rep because you can read all these different methods and I I think they're all valid. You know, I think they're, they work for a lot of folks, but at all end of the day, it's it's what works for you. And so I think that, you know, you, you can go into your pitch and be able to, um, you know, see what, see whatever intro works for you, whatever pitch, you know, method. Um, what I like to do is just, you know, say, Hey, Brian over monster connect. Uh, how I, I like to say, Hey, how have you been? Um, that's what I like to do. And then, um, you know, I, I typically just ask it, Hey, I know I caught you out of blue. Do you have a quick minute? I can tell you why, why I called. And then they say, sure. Then I'll, I'll, I'll go into monster connects pitch a little bit and, and be able to, you know, explain what we do and see if there might be an op- ability to, uh, to, to take a caller. Wow. I love that breakdown and your style because there's so many different styles Yeah, and I love you referencing that finding the style that works best for you. I know that John Barrows follows the style of why you, why you now? Yeah. I know that there's other people that say, oh, you don't want to ask them, how are they doing? That's precious time. But what we're seeing is that there's more than one way to have success and find your path in cold calling. So for those listening in, realize there's not just one way to yeah. have success. You've got to find your way that's going to work best for you. And that takes some exploration. It takes some taste testing in the uh, words of Brian with the crock pot. It takes some innovation, exploration, and ability and openness to try new things. Love it. Hey, Brian over at Monster Connect. How have you been? Uh, Monster Connect? Yeah. Well, what what, um, what we do is we have a, a tool that allows sales reps to have around eight to 10 conversations with actual prospects um, without doing yeah. Yep. No problem. Appreciate you. All right. All right. Caught, caught him in lunch there. Uh, so, but, but same thing. Yep. He was eating, but got connected instantaneously. I know who I was talking to, right. I'd, I'd kind of skip, I think it's a big thing about um, sales too and prospecting is adapting, right. Uh, I had my script going in where I was going to go say, 
you could tell that he was straight to the point and and I couldn't get to what I wanted to. So I think I think sales is about adapting. And so um, you might have those folks that um, you can have those long conversations with talk about, you know, sports, the weather, whichever other folks, they just want to get straight to the point. And I think that's in in sales and prospecting. And so that guy right there, he I, I didn't catch him at a good time. And so there, there wasn't a matter. I, I could have had a briefcase of a, of a million dollars and he would say, I'm not interested at that point. So. Wow. Brian, that it sounds like you're a chameleon and you're adapting to what they throw at you. Kind of like tennis, whatever shot gets volleyed over to you, you got to adapt, you got to adjust and you got to be able to roll with the punches. And it's so fitting. I got to say, Today's theme has really been around food. Woo! He was yes. eating out of the crock pot and said, hey, this is not a good time. But yeah. having that actual connection is amazing. Hey, Brian, as we wrap up, because we're at our time, yep. what's the one thing you want our viewers, our listeners to walk away with? I think the biggest thing is... Um, <clears throat> do what you can control. I know we talked a lot about that uh, throughout the session. And I think being consistent, I think if you can, I think as a, as a human being and as your work ethic, just be consistent. I think that's, that's one thing that I strive for people to know about me is, Hey, I'm, I'm consistent. Uh, I said it earlier on and off the court, you know, so what, what, no matter where I'm at, you know, it's going to be, uh, I'm going to be consistent in who I am. And, and I think that just being a good human being translates into, into sales. And so having those principles, having that consistency and having the, uh, the ability to do what you can control, um, I think that makes a, a, a world of a difference. Because the moment you start trying to control things or do things that are outside of your control, you can't control the situation, right? You can just control you. And so I think that's the biggest thing that I'd leave with is, is uh, focus on what you can control and stay consistent. Wow, I love it. Brian, you didn't have to do them like that. For those that can't see, I got the platinum mic. Uh, and this is for Brian, his family, his daughters. He dropped the platinum mic with that advice of controlling the controllables, being consistent, and just being a good human being based on foundational principles. Brian, I speak for all of us by saying thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing so many amazing insights, for giving us a peek behind the curtain of how Monster Connect rolls and gets us connected for those eight to 10 live conversations in an hour. We are so appreciative. We are so fortunate for you to drop those gems on us. For all of our listeners, I want to remind you, please join us next Wednesday. October the 18th, same bat place, same bat time. We're going to see you at 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Pacific for our next guest. And, hey, we've got a surprise. I wish I could tell you, but they told me, Larry, don't tell them. Don't let the cat out of the bag for this surprise. So we will see you next Wednesday. We wish you happy selling, plenty of connected calls, and let us know at Monster Connect how we can help support you to be awesome. Thank you so much. We'll see you next Wednesday. Bye for now. Thanks, Larry. <laughs> <See ya. laughs>